Listener Production. What the latest update on Aussie jobs means for rate hikes. And there was plenty of company news around today. Which ones helped offset further declines in our market? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Thursday, the 20th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market, market update. update. Hello, Laura. <laughs> Hello, Steve. <laughs> well, I just wanted happy to... Thursday to you. Is that okay that I chimed in with that one? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it was um Just try beautiful. something a bit different. <laughs> Great, um, <laughs> what do they call it? Acapella. We're harmonizing. Is that right? Duet. It was a great duet. It was beautiful. <laughs> now we just have to do the rest of the podcast in exactly the same way. But look, maybe it was, we can do one word each. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> look, we had a, a reasonable performance yesterday for our share market, and today we we're kind of all over the place. We, we were. We had a better start, then things faded over the course of the afternoon, didn't it? Exactly right. So the Aussie market ended the session flat. We were up just one point. And that was after hovering around three-month highs earlier in the session. We were up 0.8 of 1%. Those gains were dimmed by hotter-than-expected jobs data, which could impact the next interest rate decision. Absolutely. This was the one of the highlights, really, for the next fortnight for, for mm-hmm. our market. And we had an update, which is very important for what could happen to interest rates right at the start of August. 32,600 jobs added in June. We're expecting 15,000. Yep. So more, more than double. More than double um, what we, was expected in, in markets. And this follows 75,900 jobs added in May. The unemployment rate is sitting at 3.5%, very low. And all of the job gains were full time positions. You know, 39,000 odd were added. Almost 90% of jobs that we've had added over the past six months have been full-time. So that highlights strength and the tightness of the labor market. And as far as what it means for, for interest rates, it has just increased the likelihood that on the 1st of August, the RBA might move higher. Exactly right. And we do have that one more piece of important information coming mm-hmm. out next week. So if that comes softer than expected, it might be a finely balanced decision from the RBA once again. It could be close. So to give you an idea of what impact this jobs report had on the expectations in markets yesterday at around this time, it was roughly a approximately a 25% chance of a rate hike as far as what markets were pricing in. This is for the 1st of August. After this jobs report, it's sitting at roughly 45%. So quite a big jump. You're right. Next Wednesday's inflation report's the big one. But then also we have next Friday an update on retail sales. Probably won't be as important but it could just be that final piece of the puzzle that could perhaps sway the Reserve Bank in in either direction. So it's going to be a big one. Exactly right. So we did see some volatility in our market today, but where we ended, more than half the sectors fell. Only three of 11 sectors improved, in fact. Uh, Healthcare weighed the most, of course, declines in CSL, but a boost in the financial sector helped offset further declines and tech gains continued as well today. And really... You know, generally speaking, globally, things have looked pretty good. I mean, the Dow Jones in the US, eight straight days of gains, a better than expected start to the profit reporting season in America. Around three in every four companies out with their results over the past week or two have done better than expected. We've had signs inflation generally is heading in the right direction in many countries. So that's all been quite positive. And if it wasn't for this jobs report, we might have probably finished a bit higher today. So much company news today to get through that we're almost certainly going to miss something. There was so much to digest, and I mean, we definitely can't talk about all of it. Um, We're going to do more of a (laughs) rapid-fire type of thing today Mm -hmm. because there's just not enough time to go through all of them. So we've picked out 
a handful of what we saw as the most important ones, but there's definitely plenty more. I think there were so many companies that reported news today. It was insane. Imagine in August when we have the profit reporting season. Yeah. There are going to be, there are days where there are like a dozen companies out with their results at the same day. So that's going to be interesting. Exactly right. And it's about sitting down and reading those results. Sometimes they can seem positive at first, but the share price is declining and you have to really sift through all that information and figure out what exactly investors have held on to there. So that's going to be a really, really fun time for us reading through pages and pages of company reports in in the coming weeks. Yeah, you made it sound so exciting. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, BHP, the biggest miner, the biggest stock on our market was out with a quarterly update today. Mixed numbers, really. It said Mm. that basically it's producing a little more when it comes to iron ore, copper and coal, three of its main commodities. It, for the most part, met guidance. So what it set as goals for itself for the year for how much it's going to produce. And it also raised its production goals for the current financial year that we're currently in. But um, also markets seemed a little disappointed, perhaps, that it didn't quite raise it as much as expected. Maybe that's why it underperformed some of its peers today. Exactly right. It was up earlier in the session, but they ended slightly lower today. Endeavor Group was another one. Its shares lifted after coming out with an announcement showing support for the Victorian government's tougher restriction on poker machines. So it was just on Monday that its share price fell 10% on the back of those restrictions being announced. A nice surprise from the Victorian government, you might say. Um, But they seem to be leaning into those changes and they're taking a step in the right direction. So that's sure its share price benefiting today. Yeah. So just a refresher here, they've got about 350 hotels and pubs across the country. They're behind Dan Murphy's and BWS and the Victorian government is making things tougher basically for restrictions on poker machines in these hotels. So they're trying to basically say they're going to play ball. And that was, I mean, didn't really see a huge response from stocks either way. Telstra today was also in focus, nothing official from the company, but there were a few articles flying around an AFR article, actually, from the Financial Review today, where Telstra said it apparently confirmed it's going to cut around 470 jobs, mostly in its enterprise division, which negotiates directly with corporate clients. Telix Pharmaceuticals was the worst performer today, though, falling 15% despite posting solid quarterly results. So we spoke about this in yesterday's podcast, probably got ahead of it. You were a little bit upset that I gave it away a little bit too early because they came out with the results after the market shot yesterday, but I was just too eager to to read them and to tell all of you what happened. But today, still the market didn't seem to respond too well, even though their quarterly revenue was up 21%. There was a lot of other positive information coming out of that report, but yeah, clearly not too impressed. Not at all, actually. And it could be partly to do with how well it's done recently. So in April, remember back, it rose almost 50% in one month. It was <laughs> easily the best performer. And you know, its shares have tripled from the lows hit last year. So they've had like this tremendous run and it's harder to kind of impress investors when, when that happens. They've set the bar pretty high. QBE was another one that received a bit of attention today, didn't it? Yeah, they were up around 2%, well, over 2% actually, after reaffirming their full-year guidance. And this was despite higher costs related to an increase in natural disasters. So they said their premiums are are expected to be around 10% higher, and they expect net catastrophe costs of around $700 in the first half as well. Flight Centre had a good day. It rose about 4%, so it's upgraded its profit goals for the year. That's for the 12 months to June 2023. 
basically said it's now expects roughly 7% more in profits than what it set in the past. So it's going to make as much as $305 million as far as what the group said. It's attributing this partly to its corporate travel business. So still not quite to where it was pre-COVID, but um, it's continuing to head in the right direction. Brainchip was another one. They were amongst the worst today. We spoke about this company yesterday as well mm-hmm. as Imugene, which I'm about to speak to. So they were down around 5% after being the second best yesterday when the company announced it was awarded a US patent to protect its learning technology. And then a similar story with Imugene. They seem to be piggybacking off each other. So it was another uh, US patent. They eased around 5% today. They were yesterday's top performer. Um, So they got that green light for the US patent yesterday. Today, they announced a strategic research collaboration, but we saw its shares easing. GrainCorp today did okay. It rose about half a percent, but um, important if you're waiting for a dividend because they're paying one today, 24 cents per share. And also mineral resources received a bit of attention. The best performer, 5% higher today. Lots of information from the group, but one of them was that it's pulling out of a billion dollar deal to snap up a stake in a China-based lithium plant, but uh, it certainly stood out today. Yeah, exactly right. And that was actually part of their joint venture agreement with Albemarle, the world's largest lithium miner. So that received quite a bit of attention today. But looking ahead to tonight, US reporting season continues. We have the likes of Blackstone and Johnson & Johnson due to report their earnings. Yep. Newmont, Philip Morris as well. Um, But None that are really the same level as what we saw in the no. past day. We well, had Tesla, we had Netflix. Netflix, Netflix, uh, with yeah. the results. Quick one on Tesla because we only did look at it a bit earlier in a little bit of detail. Why did you look at it in so well, much there's detail, There's a reel Stevie. on there. You can go to Instagram. I did a little reel on, on Tesla. But basically, if I had to summarize it, they've had a 47% lift in revenues, a 20% jump in profits. And the reason there's that difference between the two, because Tesla's focus has been on growth, over profits. And that really is a goal that's going to continue. So they, they've been dropping the prices for their vehicles significantly in a number of countries. They want to sell as many as possible to try and you know basically profit later. So years down the track, they reckon if the more of their cars are out there on the roads, the better that is for them, the more they can make from their software sales and, and upgrades to, uh, to their cars. And for the most part, it was better than what the market expected. So we'll see how the market reacts to that tonight. It might not be a great reaction, it must be said. Reacts part- because it came out after the US market shut. Partly that, exactly right. But we there, there are after hours trade where you can kind of see how the market's responded. But there is a chance that it comes under some pressure tonight, partly because of what it said about the next few months, where it flagged that you know they might have to temporarily close factories, they have to do some updates, fewer cars being produced as well on that front, and they might need to keep lowering prices on their vehicles too. And just on Netflix, I was actually eagerly waiting to find out their results because I was a little bit frustrated when I had to get my own Netflix account and pay for it myself. Like, what? Um, Unsurprisingly, a boost in subscribers after they brought in those changes around password sharing. So So you reckon that was mainly you, do you think? Um, I think. How many accounts did you set up? I think I was one of the many that had to set up a new account. All the people around me have had to set up their own accounts. It's just not fair. I mean, if you're a family, but you live in separate houses or if you're good friends with someone, you should be able to share an account because you're paying for like four screens at one time. So why can't you just yeah, share exactly it? Exactly right. I mean, I my understand. 57 cousins are super <laughs> upset about this as well. So we have our own accounts now. Um, what else do we have uh, tomorrow? 
look, there's not much going on that's really going to move move the needle too much. We've sort of had everything. Usually when we get to this part of the week, it's a little bit quieter coming into Friday. I feel like every Friday's yep. a lot quieter, but a lot coming up next week. Exactly. So tomorrow, that could be the type of day where, you know, there could still be updates, which we're seeing from many companies like Plenty Flight Centre. That wasn't yeah. necessarily, you know, a, a scheduled event. That, exactly. That just came There'll out and said, more, here I'm is sure. an update to mm. our profit guidance. So we could easily see many more companies doing the same. And that could be some of the best and worst performers on our market. Exactly right. I think that might be the highlight of tomorrow. Could be. And it's Friday, of course. So. It's- Right. Something to look forward Yay. to. Yay, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It has been a very long week. Yep, a little mimosa. <laughs> a little mimosa. To finish off the week, but on that note, have a great night. Have a great evening. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.